Hello there, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Absolute Radio. I never, I don't even know what the title of the show is anymore. Welcome <laughs> to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I was trying to get too much in. I'm Matt Ford, and this week I'm joined by the wonderful Chris Skull. Hello, Chris. Hey, Matt. Thank, Thank you, you so much me. for coming in this week. Do you know what? I forgot how cold rooms can be, and it's great to be back in the studio. It's like cryotherapy. I feel ready for winter now. Thank you, Matt. Well, you've been given an insight, um, dear listener, into the life of the studio. I like to keep it cold to keep us on our feet, to keep us alert, to keep us awake. Chris would like it warm so that yeah. he's lethargic and slow. <laughs> Cozy, I mean, cozy. Yeah, but cozy doesn't uh, keep you awake, does it? No. You're at your granddad's house watching the cricket. You're on air, <laughs> broadcasting to an expectant nation, and now, thanks to the glory of podcasting, to a whole new audience. <laughs> Do you have it warm in the house? Then, you of course, those? everyone has it warm in their house, Matt. Why oh. are you t- saying this like I'm mad? <laughs> like, not everyone lives it like has it goes through life in like freezing conditions. You're like Mister Freeze. It's insane. <laughs> You've also got your shirt, like your jumper off. You're sat here in a t-shirt. It's freezing. Uh, you get me a cup of hot tea. It's hot for about 30 seconds. It's mad. It's mad how cold it gets. This has turned into uh, an HR <laughs> podcast. HR and R football, um, perhaps, is the new um, oh, God. Twitter handle. But um, none of this was in the show, so don't worry. None of this off-air tension bled through, I don't think. Although now, I wasn't aware of it until now. But I will listen to this podcast along with you all and just see if I can tell that Chris Skull is... Uh, well, frankly, seething. Thank God I'm a warm-blooded mammal, that's all I can say. Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Welcome to an international break special. Rock and Roll Football and Absolute Radio with Matt Ford. I'm delighted to say this week, joined by Chris Skull. How you doing, Matt? Good I'm to be very here. very good. Good to see you, mate. Oh, it's great to be here. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Are you excited about the international break, well, given that England played last night? It's rock and roll football. There'll be rock and roll. Oh, yeah. But then, looking at the fixture list. <sighs> Scratching around a bit. Scratching. <laughs> we'll we'll find something. We'll we find will, something. We will find something. And here, to tell us exactly what we will find, is the man himself, Chris Skull. Well, now, in the week that newspapers up and down the country have filled their columns with their own hot take on the latest supervillain to consume the public consciousness with their wicked and wrongful ways, I refer, of course, not to Rebecca Vardy's account, but Gareth Southgate's not Gareth Southgate's <laughs> abysmal performance in Prague last night either, but Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, which has hit the cinemas <laughs> to much excitement, excitement that some might say is lacking in today's fixtures, what with the absence of the Premier League, but not me, Matt. Because in the 2pm kickoff, Ireland have a name to their pain, and it's not Batman, it's Georgia away in Group D of the European qualifiers. In League One, with Bolton Wanderers propping up the entire table on minus eight points, the teams in the immediate two places above them, Southend and Wimbledon, face off in a relegation six-pointer. Ooh. You may see them laughing on the outside today, but their smile is just <laughs> skin deep. If you could see them inside, they're really crying. You might join them for a weep in that 3pm kickoff. <laughs> and is it okay to rattle through some of the other League One fixtures with my Bane impression? Of course. Or must your punishment be more severe? <laughs> As Bristol Rovers meet their nemesis, MK Dons, Oxford United host the demented Doncaster Rovers. I sound like Brian Butterfield. <laughs> but Peterborough will do battle with Lincoln City and Rochdale meet an aggressive Accrington Stanley. You sound like someone trying to do Alan Partridge. You can't do it. <laughs> While Sunderland versus Fleetwood has been postponed due to international call-ups, I guess some men just want to see the world burn with their passion for the European qualifiers. He's it now. <laughs> <laughs> and is it just me, or is it getting crazier out there in the FA Women's Super League? as Manchester City take a dance in the pale floodlights as they take on Birmingham City in an autumnal 2pm kickoff. And to all the haters who say there isn't much football on today, there's all the action in the Scottish Challenge Cup quarterfinals. Adrianians versus Elgin City. Arbroath versus Clyde. Wrexham versus St Mirren's under-21s. Who will be knocked out today as villains and who will live long enough in the competition to become heroes? In League Two, it's first versus second as tabletoppers Forest Green Rovers find themselves away to second place Exeter while League Two's top scorer Danny Rose sees his Mansfield team take on Oldham at Field Mill. Where does he get those wonderful goals? And at the foot of the Football League, Stevenage, the only team without a win in the division, face Grimsby with surviving a season-long relegation battle firmly in their sights. Now's not the time for fear, Matt. That comes later. Oh! Oh, my God! Absolutely incredible! Yeah. Bit of Alan Partridge, bit of Brian Butterfield, but mainly Bane. <laughs> How long have you been working on that impression? All morning. <laughs> <laughs> you broadcast like a younger man. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. 
Someone texted in after uh, Chris Skull's uh, amazing Bane impression said, it sounded more like Greg Davies doing Chris Eubank. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> I thought there'd be a couple of texts saying, is that Tom Hardy in the studio today? But no. No, no. Um, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your best impression. What but, is your best impression, you think? Uh, all Betty the cat did a whoopsie on the carpet. Topical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, is that still relevant? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all the uh, kids out there loving that one. The thing is, things are cyclic, aren't they? So it'll come back in fashion. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's the thing. It, eventually, a beast seal will come back into fashion, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so got just stick to. with it. Stick with it. <laughs> now, in terms of um, Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club, each week we ask for your suggestions about who we should, as a show, and therefore as a nation, support in the three o'clock kickoffs. Now, by definition today, it's going to be a lower league game. We're fine with that. The last three weeks, at least, have led to the team we picked winning. Newport County last week won with the last kick of the game. Oxford United won the week before. All sorts of other lower league teams have won. So this is a good luck charm for your team. So text us on 8-12-15. Why should we support your team in today's three o'clock kickoffs? I mean, in terms of internationally, I suppose we're all Irish today. Do you have any Irish blood, Scully? Yeah, two grandparents... Does everyone have Irish grandparents? I think so. I no? do. I do. Yeah, my my dad's Irish. I've got. I mean, I'm kind of. I could really have the passport if I wanted. Yeah, it's like Danny Dyer being related to King Edward. Like every somewhere, there's Irish blood. Every like everyone's a bit Irish. Right. If you go into some city centres on a Saturday night, there's Irish blood everywhere. <laughs> yes, you have to be uh, really be nice. Very careful who you speak to. But <laughs> I do find that I am. I would class myself as British. Yeah. And then maybe English. And then if I'm in Ireland, I certainly kind of turn up the thing, you know. <laughs> I go, oh, yes, my dad's from Galway down the way there, and I think, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. oh I don't have a point again this week. Ah, that's, a, that's sure, be sure. That, oh, no. oh, that's right, Roy Keane was a player, wasn't he? Oh, boy. <laughs> Jack Charlton. Ah, oh, your oh, man hey. there. Don't use an Irish phrase, ah, oh, oh, your man there. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I say it in English, ah, oh, your man there. Yeah. It just doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> Irish phrases, not in an Irish accent, sound ludicrous. Yeah. Look, ah, oh, your man there, what's his name, Mr. Keane? If you said if you say that, if I'd say, "Oh, your man there," oh, your man there. I think it's even hard to order a pint of Guinness in English. Like you got a pint of Guinness. Can I have? A, can I not have another pint, dear? <laughs> that was a bit. Um, That's Wogan. That was a bit Wogan. Can I not have a pint of Guinness? Oh. Borderline racism at the start of this show. I do apologise, <laughs> but I am Irish, so it's fine. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ireland still drawing nil-nil with Georgia. Better than England got on last night. Oh, Did you dear. watch any of it? I didn't. I've got so much fatigue about watching England in qualifiers, <laughs> and we've won so many in a row that I've just checked out. Not anymore. And what a time to check out. You check Republic's out. I oh, know. <laughs> As did Southgate and the boys. Oh, dear. It's really made me worry, because until now, I'm like, oh, it feels like we're getting better, and oh, we're going to Euro 2020, and oh, we might just win some better now. You're like, oh, it's over. Southgate out. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm Southgate out. No, I've been Southgate no, no. out for a long time. I was joking when I said Mate, it. I've been saying it since the World Cup. I think he's just naive. Look at look at his Wikipedia, the, the managerial section. What has he achieved? Right, chill the hell. <laughs> de- can everyone just, we've all had a drink. What is going on? He hasn't achieved anything yet because he's about, he got to this I, World Cup semi-finals. I don't know. It feels Southgate. like a caretaker manager still in my mind. I'm like, when are they going to appoint the real one? The real manager? You know, if you take the S and the... <laughs> Gate, what are you left with? Out. Nice. There we go. Yeah, putting the out in well, Southgate. The, the protest starts now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a heck of a convoluted <laughs> banner. I suppose you just do the out in different letters. Yeah. Um, and just have you on hand to explain it, if anyone yeah, asks. So what I'm saying is, the S, right, yeah. forget the S. Uh, no, yeah, but the O-U-T obviously is out, and then and then the <laughs> gate, uh, yeah. and then that's just the rest of his name. So at, what I've done is put out... In the Do you know what makes sense? Another banner that explains the yes, uh, that banner. next to that with a big arrow. Yeah, big saying, arrow. What I'm trying to do here. Yeah, oh, that God. would really turn the tide for Southgate. <laughs> I think he would look at that and, having read, spent three days reading it, he would know the writings on the wall. I th- well, it would have or, to be on the wall to explain <laughs> the banner. Um, you like him though, don't you? I think as a man, yeah, he's all right. But I think as a football manager, I just like he, he's really naive, isn't he? I you, mean, everyone's got so excited about the waistcoat stuff. Like, I don't think... I've never seen any kind of... He's never made a credible managerial decision for Can me. I just say, um, Chris Scott is currently wearing a long sleeve jumper covered in clouds. <laughs> so I can see why he takes against men who dress for the job, who think that work matters. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that I'm wearing a hoodie with chocolate stains down it. Yeah. But 
And you're wearing I, jeans and shoes, which I think is not a good look. Because, Unless you're going out on a night right. out in Nottingham. Well, oh, you little grass! <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm wearing sh- shoes, because I'm doing a gig after this. Yeah. At King's Place in London, Brexit Pursued by a Bear. Uh, there, there, uh, I'm not saying this just to be promotional, but there are only a few tickets left if you would like to come to tonight's performance. You know what? I did it last week at the South Bank Centre, and this bloke got up during the show, walked towards the stage, and I thought, here we go. Unzipped his top, opened his jumper, and on his t shirt, it had the F word and then Boris underneath it. So it said F Boris. Yeah. And he kind of smiled, and I got him to do a, a turnaround. The audience applauded him. He walked out. It's about 10 minutes in, and he never came back. <laughs> what do you mean, walked out? He just went in for that. Yeah, was he bought a ticket to do did that. Did he think I was. I mean, I know I do an impression of him, but surely he didn't like hear it from the, fo- from the room next door. <laughs> well, I go, yeah, we must leave. By the way, the. The European EU won a WTO. And he's thought, God, Boris is actually in there. He's walked into the protest and gone, no, it's just a different fat bloke. It's the most bizarre protest I've heard since you suggested the Southgate out banner a few minutes ago. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ireland still nil-nil with George. There's about seven minutes until half-time. For the three o'clock kickoffs, let us know who, as a nation and as a station, we should support. Text us on 8 12 15, or you can tweet us at RNR Football. People are already doing that, Chris. Yes, exactly. KZ Recovery on Twitter says, Flackwell Heath, please. Ooh. Is that, what is that, a cake? Flackwell Heath. Yeah. It sounds like a park. <laughs> Don't yeah. go on Flackwell Heath at night. Mm. You know what goes on in there. <laughs> um, where is Flackwell Heath? I, no I presume idea. it is named after a park. It sounds like London. Yeah, Flackwell Heath. Damn, Flackwell, Flackwell Heath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I play Flackwell Heath on Sundays. Who are they playing? I don't know. What, I don't even know if they're a team. I don't know what that is. Yeah, they have to be real teams. Don't just start <laughs> yeah. making up. Don't try and go meta. Um, someone else has got in touch saying, happy non-league day, boys, and a happy non-league day to you. Uh, we need to get behind Aldershot today as Aldershot are playing Hartlepool and Hartlepool have Jeff Stelling and Aldershot need rock and roll football. It's the Sky Sports versus rock and roll football showdown no one wanted. <laughs> Let's give it to the public. Oh, I, I tell you what, I'm warming to that. Yeah, I don't, got... don't know where Aldershot is either. Uh, it's one of those places, I think it's down south, but it sounds like it's up north. Yeah, yeah. Or am I thinking of Altrincham? That is up north, that's near Manchester. Oh, I'll never discuss geography on air, it's one of those classic <laughs> rules they have at the academy. Do um, text in if you know where Aldershot is. Yes, at 8, 12, 15, where is Aldershot? And also, who should we support? Daisy Knight looks like she has an answer on where Aldershot is. No. No, I no. thought you'd Googled it. <laughs> oh, you were, oh, so where is it? Show us the map. What's it near? What's the nearest city? Oh, it's near Reading. Oh, it's down south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West of London, yeah. Down south. Um, So, 8, 12, 15. Who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs and why? Um, I should say as well, I I got a fridge yesterday, which shouldn't be news, (laughs) but I haven't had a fridge for a fortnight. Wow. What have you been doing? Eating out. Oh, it's been awful. Eating food and then having to chuck it if I can't finish it because there's nowhere to refrigerate it. I got this fridge yesterday, I almost cried. I was so emotional. Anyway, because I love cooking, and I love cooking with fresh food. Um, so I got up really early this morning to make breakfast, and um, guess what I had? New fridge. What did I eat first thing this morning? Something milk-based. Yeah, go on, have a, have a go. Cereal. Bird's eye potato waffles. <laughs> I haven't had them for years. Uh, waffles and tin spaghetti. All that time waiting for a fridge, and that's what I did with it. I saw someone put birds of potato waffles in a toaster recently, and it blew my mind. But did, did, it, did, did it work? Yes, it works perfectly. I did suppose it's, it's just a mini grill. Yes, yeah, a mini grill. It's insane. What have you been doing, Yoke? How did you make those potato waffles? I put it under a gas grill. You're mad. No, a toaster. A, a, oven, 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 for about half an hour. Toaster. Toaster potato How waffles. Frozen? Game changer. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't want to give people advice that's going to explode their toasters. I saw someone do it with a, a bird's eye potato waffle, and then I had four in a row right after that. I was so, first two just excited, and then <laughs> got a taste for it. I had you another had, two. I had four. three this morning. Yeah. I had three potato waffles, tin spaghetti, veggie sausages. I was so excited having this fridge. I wonder, do you think anyone might be at home thinking, well, what we're we going to have for lunch? Got, and they know they've got some potato waffles in the freezer. Can we say they can try this at home, Daisy? Or if people explode, are we in trouble? Yeah, don't say anything. Don't. You don't, can't. Do don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. For, for, oh, my Despite word. Despite of what I've just said, Despite don't do it. Despite what a national radio broadcaster <laughs> has just told you is a great idea, do not copy. Oh, my word. But but it, you're saying it works. Yeah, well, yeah. Off the record. Yeah. Okay, so 8, 12, 15. What other 
what are we call them sort of things can you hacks put? yeah toaster K- hacks toaster, or? Ha- toaster hacks kitchen hacks yeah. what um what's another uh, 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 ideally a pun would be nice wouldn't it but I'm too slow to think of one. I'm full of waffle, that's why. Oh, lovely. Um, but, um, do text us 8-12-15. Who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs? The best reason wins, I've got to say, the thought of going up against Stelling for Hartlepool versus Aldershot is very appealing. And if you have any other ways of cooking waffles, potato ones, or toaster hacks, or, I don't know, maybe you could microwave a steak. <laughs> you know what? I microwaved bacon once um, after I'd had a few... <laughs> And in the morning I was ill. Um, I don't know if you discussed him ill out of my mouth. <laughs> and I reproduced through my mouth an entire rasher of bacon. Oh, you, what, you swallowed it whole? I hadn't chewed it at all. Oh, I just sucked bacon. I bet it's really slimy. So you, like, you could have eaten it for a straw, I imagine. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, a term of abuse and, oh, go suck bacon. <laughs> and uh, I had. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ireland still nil-nil with Georgia, mainly because it's half-time. I looked up at the screen there and I realised we were just showing highlights. I'm an idiot. Of course it's still nil-nil. It's half-time. Keep texting us on 8-12-15. Although I do think a few people have um, got in touch about teams we should support at three o'clock. Um, I mean, this is amazing. Someone said, Oldershot FC used to be sponsored by No More Nails and used to have fridges and other kitchen appliances glued to the roof of the stand. (laughs) That is dangerous, isn't it? How would you know that a fridge was glued to the roof of the stand, though? But is it, is it at an angle? Well, and also, is it on the stand just upwards, like on the roof of the stand? Or yeah. do they mean hanging from the ceiling? Yeah, like oh, well, on, on the underside yeah. of the roof. And then you're like, we don't want to bounce around too much because I might get hit by a freezer. <laughs> and a... That's, that can't, that's not a good idea. That's amazing, isn't it? That's the sort of thing, you know what that says to me? Hipster pub. Oh, there's a bike on the wall and a big Sonic mask. Why? Oh, because the landlord's got a beard. Exposed brickwork on the inside of that stand, probably, no doubt. Oh, you don't do pints. Oh, you just do thirds of pints, right, for eight quid. (laughs) Ale, ale. Yeah, and you serve it in a shoe, yeah. Um, I might just check if we want to stay here. Whether I'm going to launch a violent attack. (laughs) Of course, we don't justify that or any other form of violence. Um, And also, we do not justify some of these... Food hacks that people are sending in. Scully, have any caught your eye? The reaction to this has been amazing. We've had a couple of people say they lay a toaster on its side to make cheese on toast, and we do not endorse that. (laughs) That is sounds bad. What I worry about that is there's going to be some sort of backdraft, isn't there? It's going to go off like an exhaust. Well, I'm like, (laughs) I'm so scared. I was chatting to Daisy about this. I'm so scared of toasters. I'm disproportionately terrified of them. Like getting, putting a knife in them. Oh, never put a knife in. Oh, my God. Even saying that makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Wow. Toasters, dangerous things. The thing is, and toasters have that spring mechanism when the uh, product is meant to have been cooked for the requisite amount of time. If it's on its side and that spring goes off, you basically got a kind of cartoon hose on your hands that's red hot. Uh, I've just remembered something my brother does is when he goes around a friend's house, he will turn their toasters up to eight minutes. He will do that to someone <laughs> yeah, else's as toaster? As a mate, to a mate to kind of wind them up. Yeah, oh, it's so, a wind-up? Yeah, it's a wind-up. So they put, a to- they put the toaster on, walk away, next thing they know. They're... Next thing they know, the house has burnt <laughs> down, all their belongings have gone, they didn't have contents insurance, and um, he's doing a Oh, how trick. we laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Someone says, pizza reheated in a panini maker. Now, that sounds great. I don't have... Uh, who has panini makers knocking around? What even is a panini Oh, just get maker? the panini maker. Well, he makes paninis. I mean, come on, mate. <laughs> you know, you see them in the shops, you order a panini. It's a kind of griddle, isn't it? Yeah. With the corrugated uh, uh, upper and lower lip. And then it gives you that sort of lined effect on a okay. piece of rolled bread. I can imagine it. We had one, to, uh, one text in. Hi, guys, love the show. I made an egg in a sandwich toaster. It was a triangle shape, but it was nice. Oh, like a Breville. That's a good idea. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Daisy, um, while we were just listening to that Lightning Seed song, said, in a, in a Breville? I said, yeah, like in a sandwich maker. And then she went, ooh. <laughs> and as the idea was suggested, I think you warmed to the idea. Yeah. Warmed to it like an egg in a panini maker. I mean, you'd have to be careful. What if the egg bursts? Someone says they microwave frozen fish fingers. Um, Sharon's just texted in, boil an egg in a kettle if you leave the lid up. No 
way. The problem is with that, that's not really much saving much. You've then got to wash the kettle out. You're creating more work for yourself. Imagine having a cup of tea that tasted of egg. That's like, that's not a life hack. You're creating more problems. <laughs> Boiling an egg in a, in, a, in a saucepan would be a life hack for you. Because you're not creating, it's like saying, right, I tell you what, a dead quick and easy way to make spaghetti bolognese. Get a cow in your living room and get it to give birth and then what you need is a separate pan for everything. Kill the cow. You're like, no, just buy the mints. Can people stop killing cows in the living room, please? I'm getting sick of it. And um, to the person who said, uh, microwave the fish, fish fingers in the microwave. Ooh. Don't do that in the office. Soggy. That Imagine that. Soggy. Imagine working in an office where someone said, what is that smell? Do you think we've got mould? And someone said, oh, no, it's Chris. He's been microwaving fish, fish fingers again. Yeah, or but somebody doing eggs in the kettle, having eggy, eggy tea and coffee alongside the smell of fish fingers going out of the microwave, <laughs> cheese setting the toaster on fire. All these people in one office would be a nightmare. It's like an episode... It's like, not an episode, what is it? A, a version of The Sims that has gone badly out of control. <laughs> the house is on fire. I mean, I would... I, I don't know if you're a note lever... In, uh, in a communal oh, workspace. Passive-aggressive, you know. Oh, not just passive. Mine are directly aggressive. <laughs> uh, at the Edinburgh Festival this year, I was sharing a dressing room with multiple people. And a show that was on before mine was using a damp towel every day and then just leaving it there. And so it was getting damper and damper. The whole place stank. And I left a profane... And I took real pleasure in, like, block... I bought a Sharpie for the task. <laughs> A4 paper, block letters. That towel was not there the following day. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm a psycho. Is that the wrong thing to do? It solved the problem. Yeah. Going out to get a Sharpie specifically for this task. Did you blue tack it to the wall? Where did you leave the note? Um, I, I pierced it with a coat hanger and hung it over it. Okay. Yeah. That, see, that, that speaks to a bit of violence there, piercing the paper. Like you've done it in, in a rage. You're both looking at me like I've bit scared. said something like I've really crossed the line. We're both edging away now. <laughs> Do you think that was out of order? I think, like, blue tack on the wall or a post-it is, feels a bit more kind of measured. Piercing a piece of paper with a coat hanger and leaving it, is that feels a very violent way to kind of express your message. Okay, okay. I would like to apologise to the paper community, uh, to anyone who's ever used paper, is using paper, or identifies as paper. I'm sorry for piercing you with a coat hanger. I'm sorry to the coat hanger community for putting you through that. Yeah. Um, but the towel stank. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Goals starting to fly in everywhere, Chris Skull. In the 2pm kickoff in the FA Women's Super League, Manchester City women lead Birmingham City women 2-0 after 51 minutes. And at the bottom of League One, we've got an early goal. South End 1-0 down to AFC Wimbledon <sighs> at Roots Hall. Goals starting to fly in everywhere. We should say we are supporting Aldershot today. Because yes. they are playing Hartlepool uh, United and someone got in touch and said, Jeff Stenning supports Hartlepool. Oh, oh Goal. Chris Skull, there's news! Goal in all the shot versus no. Hartlepool after four minutes. Hartlepool have taken the lead. Jeff Stelling's boys. Oh, no. Come on, all the no, shot. Goal. We're behind you every step of the way. Four minutes in, man. That's too oh, early. No. Goal for Hartlepool United against all the shot. <laughs> does that sound like Jeff Stelling? I'm not sure it does. No, it sounds more like, a bit like Bobby Robson. <laughs> Oh, he's a great player, he was. Great player. Gaza. Oh, what a great man. <laughs> um, all my impressions are really bad today. Not oh, ideal. Yeah. I've got a gig after this. I'm going to have to kind of go away and practice. Um, I, I need to run something by you. I am... Um, because of this show, I don't get to see much football. And it's re I realised it, it's sort of affecting me in a way. I'm like, I, I used to go to, I used to have a season ticket for it. I used to go all the time. And now, I think last season I made it six games. I'm like, oh, man. Um, so... Um, I, I'm trying to get into cricket. Are you into cricket? Yeah, a little bit. I know but, enough to be dangerous. So yesterday... <laughs> oh, I don't know this Why have you decided to wait until autumn to get into cricket? Because on the day of the World Cup... So I've been to Trent Bridge a couple of times. But when I lived in Nottingham, I'm trying to get into it. I'm sort of... You know, I see the attraction. I've been to the Oval. I've been to Lord. But never really... Anyway, obviously with Ben Stokes in the final and then the Ashes and everything, I was like, oh, maybe it is quite good. And then... Um, Anyway, what I, look, cut a long story short, I'm now a member of Surrey County Cricket Club. Oh, dear. I bought a membership yesterday. You've changed, mate. That's you what people have started changed. saying, but I was hoping you were oh, going to tell me that doesn't dear. mean that I've changed. Mate, Tory. It's a sport. No! <laughs> you know what? I've actually got written down, am I a Tory? That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> am I turning into a Tory? Yeah, decision made. 
But up north, it's less Tory. I mean, it doesn't matter. What I'm, but you like cricket. Yeah, I like cricket, and I also like the idea of like a summer's day, just out there getting really drunk and like falling asleep while a sporting event happens a few yes. yards away from me. Yes. Yeah. See that that sounds okay. It, it's always funny when the camera pans to the crowd. And there's a few old old men just asleep. Yes, great. That's a proper sporting spectacle right there. I mean, what I think is, it goes on for like five days at a time. You can fit it in around work. It's a really flexible sport. I can just do a bit of work, pop down the cricket, nip back into work, pop back down the cricket, go to the cricket before work, go to work, go to the cricket after work, on my lunch break, pop down the cricket. Do you have specific ties with this cricket club? You know, like those t- literal ties? Like, oh, uh, like Lords, you have like the, the MCC yeah, tie. Yeah, the MCC ties. Oh, I don't know. Kind of tie, like any um, kind of dress thing. I mean, I, I do get a yearbook, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite um, excited about that. I'm already, like, already this morning, <laughs> I'll do a girlfriend's edit because, like, anything around the house now, I'm like, dear, as a member of Surrey <laughs> County Cricket Club, uh, one of the things we do at Surrey County Cricket Club, <laughs> never put the cheese next to the beans. <laughs> I've become a cretin overnight. But you can still be working class and like cricket, can't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's good to have Barmy Army and all that, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go that far. What's what's a rung below Barmy? Uh, mild, mildly confused. Yeah, just kind of um, open to suggestion army. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of uh, quite enjoying it army. Yeah. You go on the island tour away, something like that. Not too far. I think I'll just do home games. I don't <laughs> want to branch out into work. I'll just stay at home. Just fit it around. I can't think it. It's almost like... Stick to the pavilion, mate. Yeah. It's like 24-hour news, isn't it, with the cricket? You just pop it on at any time, there'll be some cricket on. <laughs> oh, I feel really sad now. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's turning into a thriller, Chris Skull. All the all the goals in League One coming at Roots Hall. Southend United one, Wimbledon two. After Ooh! fifteen minutes, it was one nil. I know. In League Two, Carlisle United a one nil down to Crew. Exeter lead Forest Green Rovers one nil. Scunthorpe beating Northampton one nil. And our boys, Aldershot, otherwise known as the Shots, are losing to Hartlepool one nil after five minutes or so. Usually we say, oh. Match that they'll be good tonight, but uh, the EFL on <laughs> Quest will be good tonight. You can figure out what time it's on and what channel. Crikey. I'm trying to find championship highlights on a terrestrial telly. A fool's errand. Ireland drawing nil-nil with Georgia. There's about half an hour left uh, in that game. And today, we're, we, we occasionally do a, a, a game called One In, One Out, where you get to uh, get rid of one thing of modern football and bring back something in its place from olden football. And as it's international weekend, we thought we'd do an international one-in, one-out. So um, the the one thing I'd get rid of in international football, or modern international football, would be a mascot for every player. I'd just have a mascot per team. I think it looks silly having a mascot player. Okay. People, you two have really looked wide-eyed <laughs> at me about that. Like I'm crushing specific children's dreams. So they have multiple mascots now. That does my head in, yeah. Every player's got a mascot, like they all need good luck. Come on, just one kid. Um, And I would bring back water cannons. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. When when did they... When were they in the game? Oh, the 90s. What, did you mean like like England away? Like... Piazzas. Oh, yeah, it, it just see, gave it a kind right, of vibe, yeah. didn't it? You know? yeah. Plastic garden furniture flying Plastic through the air. Plastic garden furniture. I'm men with, with fat necks <laughs> getting blasted down the street by a water yeah. cannon. It makes you proud to be British. <laughs> Is there anything you'd bring back? I mean, that Don't sounds really Don't good. Don't say hanging. <laughs> Garden furniture fly like like sunburn, overweight men, <laughs> bald heads, badly uh, spelt tattoos. Yeah, yeah, the flag of St George tattooed on their heads. Yeah, with the JJB bit yeah, on it. JJB, yeah, yeah. Good times they were. Eh? Well, they were the days. <laughs> Text us on eight twelve fifteen. It's international one in one out. What one thing of modern international football would you get rid of, and what would you replace it with from ye olde international football? That's eight twelve fifteen. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Ireland still drawing nil nil away at Georgia. Fifteen minutes left in that. Now, last week we discussed the fact that Jurgen Klopp is a tenant of Brendan Rodgers. He lives in Rogers' house. He pays rent to the man. <laughs> and they obviously faced off uh, last weekend when Leicester played Liverpool. Rogers was asked about Klopp after the game, and this is what he said. When you go and have a drink with Jürgen, no mention of the rent now, just the game. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's, he's very good. He's very good. He, he pays up and uh, uh, he looks after the house. He's very good, he's very good. He... You know the words that stick out there for me? He pays up. 
<laughs> not he pays on time. He pays up, makes it sound like he does have to pursue him for a small amount yeah. of time. It's a bit e- sinister. Eventually he pays up. I send the guys round, but eventually he gives me the information I need. I do uh, unplug him after about five minutes. He like, makes it sound like he's gone round there and gone gangland on him. <laughs> he always pays up. There's something quite menacing about it. Yeah. It would be great if that became the official residence of the Liverpool manager's house, like 10 Downing Street. Great. They'd have all the managers up on the... Like, for centuries, they would live in that house. Like a grace and favour flat. That's yeah. such a good idea. All football clubs should do that. And the assistant manager living next door. That'd be great. <laughs> that is so... Yeah, like the chief whip and the chancellor and stuff like yeah. that. Like the three, the physio lives at the top of the street. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Why don't we do that? Make that happen. Where would the manager of West Ham have to live? Um, within the sound of Bow Bells, I guess would be the official yeah, answer. Right, yeah. So not near the ground? Not near, oh, it's yeah, the yeah. ground within the sound of Bow Bells. Can't be, can okay. it? I might go out this evening and test that. I'm not sure. Within the sound of Stratford fire alarms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Car alarms. That, yeah. woo, 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 woo. Um, I, I mean, the forest, I suppose, Nottingham Castle, the forest manager would oh, have to live. Nice. Yeah. Nice, would you right? get a title with that? Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> I guess that would be it. You know, there actually is a Sheriff of Nottingham. Is there? It's one of those things they give to a councillor. Yeah, it's a bit like the Lord Mayor, but kind of... What do you wear as Sheriff? Big gold chain. Yeah, there's tights. Like Robin Hood, Sheriff of Nottingham. They don't... Yeah, no. he just goes around bullying people on horseback. <laughs> it's Alan Rickman. Yeah. It was Alan Rickman, God rest his soul. But yes, it's an Alan Rickman lookalike. Just rolls around Nottingham, you must pay your taxes. Is that an Alan Rickman? No, God, Daisy Knight really saying no. Tough crowd today. What's the die-hard, famous Alan Rickman quote? I uh, want you to die hard. <laughs> I don't know, what is it? I'm not Hans even sure. Gru- Hans Gruber. Hans Come on. Gruber. Have you not got Hans Gruber in your locker? Have you not got Hans Gruber in your locker? Is it, well, I was, oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you meant that was the quote? No, no. Have you not got Hans Gruber? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just <laughs> use it for my swimming shorts and um, occasionally my laptop. I don't like to advertise that to the rest of the gym. Um, while we're talking about gyms, who are the guys, by the way, that don't wear a towel when they're knocking around in there? Do you go, yeah, I imagine yeah. you're a guy who goes to the gym a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do work out, Matt. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, it's weird, great. isn't it? Like, on just like a is it peacocking? Is that what that term is? Well, yes, part of that word is present, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, um, a, a pee often yeah. does spring to mind. But um, it, I just think it's weird because, you know what's odd? For those of you that haven't experienced this, 51% of the population, it's not um, determined necessarily by how, you know, big. Yeah, you how long be. you are in the showers. Absolutely, yes. It, some guys just love to... Waddle yeah. around, stride around. The other thing is that the benches in the gym changing rooms are yeah. obviously that makes when you sit on them, your oh, eyes are your eye level You're is the level. crotch. Yes, that's it. So, you, you the proximity can be unnerving. I am on the rare occasion that I do go straight in the corner, the nearest locker to the bench, face the wall, <laughs> ashamed of my physical body. Multiple towels over your head. Oh, just all that stuff. Just like, uh. <laughs> and the people who use the hairdryer. To drive parts of their body other than their head. Massive pet hate of mine. That is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. You know what? The rest of us should be given tasers. I also hate when people put towels on the floor and stand on the towels. Like, they know something I don't. Do you know what I mean? Like, get an extra the... towel to put on the floor to keep their feet dry. Like, yeah, what's wrong with just feet. getting your, putting your feet. feet on the floor? To dry the feet. Yeah. To dry the feet. <laughs> The feet. I do that. What I do is I use the towel and then my final act is to put it on the floor to dry the soles of my so feet. So a one-towel guy. I'm Great. A, well, the local gym, they enforced that. I was like, why can't I have two towels anymore? They're like, oh, the Tories or something. I don't know. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Does that happen in other in ladies' changing rooms? Do people sort of swan about like that? Sometimes. Some, uh, it's a bit different. Bit different. Bit different. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's still bad, is it, or not? It's sort of more social acceptable. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean, obviously, I can't comment. I can't go. Oh well, I should try out the ladies' dressing room one day. <laughs> you know what? We should do a we should do a swap. You go into the guys' dressing room. I'll go into the girls' dressing room. We'll see how we all see get what on. Happens. See, how long see, you see last. how quickly we get arrested. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Obviously, we don't want to dwell on England losing last night. I still think we'll qualify, but it's just one of those things that makes you panic, doesn't it? Although losing to Croatia in those Euro 28 2008 qualifiers wasn't that long ago. I remember Man, that. Remember that rainy night. Steve oh. McLaren with a brolly. Awful. Awful. Who was in golf? Scott Carson in golf? No, Just the whole thing the... was dire. The whole thing was awful. Um, but, but last night before the game, um, 
apparently bars in Prague were limiting the sale of absinthe to England fans, which I totally get. I mean, you should limit the sale of absinthe probably altogether. Um, but who on earth wants absinthe before a football match? Well, after that result, they might have needed it. <laughs> but before the game, who's going, you know what? I'll tell you what, let's meet up, let's go to Prague. Have a lovely weekend. We'll take in the game, go for a nice meal, and just, let's have a few relaxing absinths before kickoff. What does it taste of? What's the sugar thing? You burn sugar in it. I'm surprised you don't like it because it feels like it's sophisticated enough that you might enjoy it, especially <laughs> now you're a member of a cricket club. Well, as I, I can only speak in my capacity as a member of Surrey <laughs> County Cricket Club. Um, it, yeah, it tastes a bit aniseed. It tastes like really strong sambuca. Yeah. Have you never tried it? No, the Victorians loved it, didn't they? It's loopy. There's this bar in Nottingham that used to sell it. I mean, I'm sure there's bars all over the place. It is strong stuff. But who on earth would want that? I mean, I understand people like a beer before a football match. We all do, right? Yeah, I'm, look, hey, I'm just <laughs> like you, OK? Just because I'm a member of Surrey County Cricket Club doesn't mean I can't understand the football, guys. Um, but absence... I wonder would if you did uh, absinthe, so mad. if you did it at the cricket club, they would probably go, Look how posh this guy is. I don't he know. He's a Victorian. Friends in Holland. Although, isn't it banned in Holland? I mean, if the Dutch are banning it, it's <laughs> gotta be strong stuff. Well you would never have it, would you, before before Not uh, before a game. I don't know when's the right time. Maybe during, if they, depends if I'm gonna get subbed on or not. <laughs> I think they should I was I think they they're right to have limited it pre match. I mean, it's not good. There is like an optimum amount, isn't there? Like a few beers is good. But if you are going to watch football, gr- groggy drunk is not. I think just shots generally are so old school. Isn't it? Like shots. Are we not past that? Like like doing shots. Come oh, on, you're right. Guys. It's very 90s, isn't it's it? It's 90s. You know Rubbish, what? Like Sambuca. Like, why do you want to be absolutely destroyed on a night out? Why do we like, <laughs> like yeah. stumbling around <laughs> everywhere? <laughs> but. Um, but flavoured vodka was the big thing, wasn't it, in the 90s? Do you remember, was it, uh, there used to be a bar that just did flavoured vodka. There was Revolution. Like, yeah. Imagine trying to die on that hill. And they would always do. What would inevitably happen, and people never saw this coming, it was someone's birthday, and someone would go, I'll get you a, a, you know, a pallet of flavoured shots. <laughs> yeah. And one of them was always the red hot chilli shot. Oh, God. One of them would be Toblerone. One of them would be Milky Bar Skittles. You go, this is great. This is an emporium. This is a salon. This is where innovation happens. This is the next phase of humanity. And then before you know it, Chris is in the toilet. Yeah. His tongue's red raw. They're not giving him milk because that's a laugh. Uh, you've actually stumbled on one of my pet hates is when people say, oh, oh, this is disgusting, try this. No, you've just said it's disgusting. Why would I try some red hot chilli shot or whatever it is? This is disgusting. Try this. No! That is so true, but I'm the sort of idiot who says yes. <laughs> I have to see. It's like... Um, when the film The Human Centipede came out, <laughs> I had to see it because I was like, that's meant to be the worst thing ever made. Right. Like, I have to, whenever there's a gory film, I'm like, I have to see the worst thing. If people say this is the most outrageous thing, I have to see it. Yeah, just, so yeah. it's the same as like, if someone said this is a pint with like egg and cheese in it, I'm like, well, I've got to try it now. Um, we've got a score. Manchester City women are 3-0 up against Birmingham City women. We have seven minutes left. Get in. Keep texting us, 8-12-15, international, one in, one out. What one thing from modern international football would you get rid of and what thing from old international football would you bring back? Some retro classics from international football years gone by. Ireland still drawing nil-nil with Georgia. Two minutes for Ireland to get a goal. Come on! Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's international break rock and roll football special, which, let's be honest, given that England played last night... Doesn't feel like there's a great deal going on, and most of the games in League One and League Two are nil-nil. Yeah, we've got a few. We are supporting Aldershot as part of the Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club today. They are currently losing two-one, one-nil, one-nil. Sorry. Yeah. But AFC Wimbledon are beating someone else. South End. South End. That was it down at Roots Hall. Yeah. We're talking about doing shots earlier, and you were saying how retro it was. Um, the ex-manager of Barnsley would disagree. Daniel Stendel was. Sacked after Barnsley were beaten 5 1 by Preston on Saturday, leaving them 23rd in the championship. He was fired. That night, he went out with some Barnsley fans and was doing tequila shots with them in the bar. <laughs> what a great way to celebrate a sacking. What a way to sign off after an 11 game winless run. Mega. I mean, maybe he was doing that every Saturday. Yeah, and maybe was that part of the problem? Maybe that's <laughs> was, why. was that clip actually 9 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> 
if it was. Yeah. I mean, uh, celebrating a sacking is such a good idea. I know. I but I was thinking, I don't think any other clubs could do that. Like, if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer gets sacked to Man United, I can't see him out near the Arndale Centre doing some shots. All right, lads, we'll go out and do some shots. Mm. <laughs> up, and, up and it's turned out to be my last game, so we'll go do some Zambukas. Although Ollie loves the 90s, so he will definitely be doing some shots. That's <laughs> right up his strike. Got some flavoured vodka shots in my jacket. He'll <laughs> um, be out there with a hooch. <laughs> the thing is, in in a normal job, you couldn't do that. You couldn't get fired. If, if they call you in and they say, We're, we know you've been stealing prick sticks and uh, post-it <laughs> notes from the stationery cupboard... You are fired, you can't go right. Shots? Shots. See you down the pub at five? Meet you, <laughs> meet you at Spoons. <laughs> you, everyone would be like, no, you're being escorted off the premises. You get one of those like banker's boxes, you carry it like Lehman Brothers when they're all leaving the building with all like their office gear in it. Something like that, right, yeah. You get, normal people don't get to go and do shots, do they? No. I think it really does depend on the football club or the employer. Like if, when West Ham sacked Avram Grant, there's no way he couldn't have walked into a bar and done a shot. Like, no. it would have been poured over his head. Probably something sticky like Sambuca as well. It's um, still having his hair now. Let's say you were fired. How would you deal with it? Roll out of this studio, straight to spoons, maybe some of that aftershock stuff. Aftershock! Do you remember that? Oh, my word. There was what the blue was and the red. That was horrific. And it was one of those things where people say you have to breathe in as you drink oh. it and then breathe afterwards, oh. and it would, like, burn. It's disgusting. Again, why do people drink that? It's... It's horrible to drink. It's nasty stuff. But then people would say that about whiskey, wouldn't they? And then you say it's an acquired taste. But no one's mm. saying, oh, aftershock's an acquired taste. But you wouldn't get that, that down the cricket club. Sorry, can I ask, um, how old is the aftershock? <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any of the 15 years? Can I ask yeah, what yeah. year? What Ni year is the sun? 99, a fine vintage. And like when they serve it, they just turn it round so you can see the <laughs> label. Ah, oh, the aftershock's a... You want to just try it? I think it's corked. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Earlier in the show, we were talking about um, passive or indeed just directly aggressive notes left in workplaces. Jackie says, I once left a note on the wall at work. It said, I hope you enjoyed the buns, you thieving S. <laughs> the next day they'd written, yes, thanks, and a laughing face. The pure rage is with me still. When you write a passive-aggressive note and get an even more aggressive one back, oh, can you imagine... And a cheeky one back. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes in like a toilet cubicle, there'll be a kind of graffiti conversation. Love it. Where Love someone it. will put like, forest rule, and someone's put, no, they don't. And then someone's coming in, and like, you're like, who? Are these just two people? Or is this multiple people getting involved in this? Yeah. Basically, toilet door conversation was pre-chat room. Yeah, I know. Chat room. That was social I media. I miss those days. I miss those days. I used to work at BBC TV Centre and the first time I went there, I went to the <laughs> toilet, clang. I went and someone, and someone, well, it was written on the wall, Ross Abbott was here. <laughs> and I was like, I still thought, you've just reminded me of that. <laughs> that was it Ross be... Abbott? No one's writing Ross Abbott was here if they're not Ross Abbott. They are, but, but if it's, it's a outstanding banter if it's, if it's not wow. Ross Abbott. And if it is Ross Abbott, it's outstanding banter. Either way, brilliant. I do like as well, Jackie. It's the way Jackie is phrased and structured that final sentence. The pure rage is with me still. Not the pure rage <laughs> is still with me. It is with, with me, me still. still. Yeah, which yeah. which harks back to a different era, doesn't it? Philosophical. Of rage. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a purer kind of analog rage. <laughs> Great band. <laughs> We're probably playing them next to me. Um, now, Petr Cech has signed for an ice hockey club, Guildford Phoenix. Mm. In goal, so in a way, it's not that much of a change. Transferable skills, you'd think. Um, but text us on 8-12-15, what footballers would suit other sports? Yeah. Neil Ruddock doing sumo. Igor Stimach, boxing. Excellent. John Walk, boxing. Essentially, yes. any hard man, boxing. Yeah. John Robertson, boxing. <laughs> John Kenny boxing. Burns, boxing. <laughs> what about other professions altogether, like non-sports? 8-12-15, Sam Allardyce, bus driver. <laughs> Right, I'm only doing another three hours and then I'm pulling in for a stop. I'm legally required to have an hour break here, so get off, shake a leg. I have a look round. It'd be the bus driver manager. I can see him, like, in the warehouse, like, assigning people to yeah. buses rather than being on the bus itself. Next stop, Watford Gap. You can imagine him doing that, though. Can't he be a cantankerous bus driver? Yeah. Now you like, shut up, he's someone smoking. Right, we're stopping here in 15 minutes. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Um, now, we haven't really fully addressed the big story of the week. Which is mad. Which is Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy. Oh, come on. I can't get enough of it. I mean, I the initial post was great. Incredible. A small problem I had with it. You only need three dots. <laughs> you know, the it's 
Dot, dot, dot. In, in, in punctuation and grammar, three dots does the job. It added to the tension, Matt. It was know, a dramatic it pause. It was, anyway, that was a small <laughs> thing. I mean, what do you make of it? And do you think Rebecca Vardy is innocent? Uh, no. <laughs> you think she did it? I think she did it. But I appreciate she probably did have people who access her account. But then she also followed the two journalists who wrote all those stories. She followed them on Instagram, the people who wrote all those but stories. But not just so. those two people. Uh, no, yes, I don't know why I'm t- telling this like the Jeremy Vine show. <laughs> is Rebecca Vardy innocent? Chris Skelljoy's is now. He thinks that she only follows people who could have leaked that information. I mean, um, in the end, she just leaked... Is it the worst thing in the world if she just leaked a couple of stories to the... Like the, the thing I enjoyed most about it, like the memes that came out of it, Wagatha Christie, come on. My mate wrote that. <laughs> really? Dan Atkinson. Oh, the, the Mirror did an article on him yesterday. The, the, Stand-up comedian Dan Atkinson, close personal friend of the show. Also, someone mocked up um, a picture of Gary Neville like analysing the two statements from Rebecca <laughs> Vardy and Colleen Rooney. I was like, oh, yes. And uh, uh, Line of Duty, uh, Inspector Hastings, someone said, Rebecca Vardy has the right to be interviewed by a wag one rank her senior. I was like, this is such good stuff. This is bigger than England winning the World Cup for me. I can't get enough of it. Have you ever had an argument with a mate like that? About leaking stories. <laughs> Have you ever had any of your stories <laughs> leaked on Instagram? No. No, sadly. It yeah. just feels like a completely different world, doesn't it? I know. What was it right. Colleen Rooney said about arguing with her? Uh, no, Rebecca Vardy said, there's no point in arguing, Colleen, because it'd be the equivalent of arguing with a pigeon. What does that even mean? Like, arguing with a pigeon? What? Also, is Rebecca Vardy arguing with pigeons a lot? And also, if you want to win an argument with a pigeon, just stamp your foot. Is that what she's saying? If you stamp <laughs> your feet in front of Colleen Rooney, she sort of flies off to the nearest gutter. <laughs> What's the one that goes around the top? Is it the guttering? Or am I thinking of so- soffits and fascias? <laughs> what is a soffit and fascia? I used to work I've for... I was, used to be one of those people, by the way, that um, would ring you for double glazing when I was 16. Right. <gasps> Daisy Knight, shocked. You should have known that because Chris Skull leaked it to the Sun a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) But, um, yeah, on a a holiday job, when I was doing my GCSEs, I'd be like, oh, hi, I'm calling from Anglian Home Improvements. Yeah. And I was offering stuff I didn't understand. I was like like the financial sector pre-09. I was offering products. I myself had no idea what they were. (laughs) So who can get your soffits and your fascias done? Still don't know what they are. Soffits? I wonder if someone's listening to Absolute Radio going, that's where I've heard that voice before. That's right. That guy calling me up, offering me stuff I've never heard of. Awful. But but it is guttering, isn't it? And that's where pigeons go. Or, uh, uh, and likewise, if you want to keep Colin Rooney off your roof, you just want those little spikes. Because <laughs> otherwise she will fly up there and start <laughs> pecking at the leaves. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We've had a text. It says, I would get rid of back passes to the keeper and I would bring back Jimmy Hill. It's from Jonathan and Mark <laughs> in sunny West Cumbria. Part of our one-in, one-out series. Get rid of back passes. I agree with that. Uh, bring back Jimmy Hill. Difficult gig. Wouldn't Took like that one myself. Hard to action, let's hard be honest. Hard to action. It would be nice if they were con- conceivable. Um, you had a, an interesting tweet. Someone's tweeted me, footballers whose surnames sound most like conceivable ITV crime dramas. Would you watch Colback, Leadbitter, Monk? Brilliant. Great. That's a rich vein, that. Bit like Monkfish Monk. from the Fast Show. <laughs> yeah, Colback was great Colback, for Forest for a couple of series. He's back at Newcastle now. Um, Tom Kerridge, by the way, is going to take over the menu at Old Trafford. You know Tom yeah. Kerridge? Yes. The smiley, red-cheeked... Is he Michelin-starred? Mm-hmm. I think he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't God. know we had an American lady in there. <laughs> 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 over in the corner there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, he is Michelin starred, according uh, to American friend. Um, I mean, I wonder, the son have done a, a list of kind of puns of, of dishes that he could do. None of them up to the usual standard you expect. By the way, this menu will um, go for up to £1,666. Wow. People say the match day experience getting to, you know, 60 quid for the tickets, £5 for the programme, 1600 quid for a three-course Michelin-style meal. That's an expensive prawn sandwich. They've gone for Aaron Wan Masaka. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. They're better than the ones I came up with. Paul Pog barbecued pork. It's <laughs> awful. Jesse Lingard boiled eggs. <laughs> that doesn't even work. Ling hard-boiled egg. Are you, so, are you so, Is that a pun on like, hard-boiled egg? 
Yeah, wow. all right. Don't don't pun shame me. <laughs> Angel Delight Gomez. I don't even know what that one is. All right. Angel Gomez. <laughs> okay. Obviously, for the children, there's the Brian Kiddies menu. Great. And, and the drinks menu. David De- David De Gea of the dog. <laughs> if you've had a drink the night before. But no spillagers off your plate because you only get one matter. <laughs> is this what? awful? That, what is, what's that one? One matter? You only get like one mat, like a placemat. Oh, oh don't God. make me explain it. This is awful. <laughs> oh, this is life. It gets worse when you explain it. It's incredible. You only get one matter. It helps if maybe I should have been. Oh, no, I'm not deconstructing a pun. Oh, my word. Well, this has gone very, very badly, hasn't it? Do you want some more bad news? Go on. Uh, our supporters club team of the day, Aldershot Town, and our tunnel down to Hartlepool. Six minutes left. Jeff Stelling's boys surely going to wrap up the three points there. Oh, that's awful. Well, Ireland drew nil-nil. Aldershot lost. That ends, I think, a four or five weak winning streak for the supporters club. So keep the faith uh, for next week. Um... Chris, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too, man. I'm off to King's Place. I'm performing my tour show later tonight. So if you are coming and you are going to wear a T-shirt with a slogan on it, at least stay for the second half. (laughs) See you later. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. (sighs) It's a bit cold in here, actually. (laughs) My lips have turned blue. (sighs) You can't enjoy it. You can't enjoy it. I love it. In all seriousness, I love it. You know what? There... You know what? One of my favourite feelings of the world, leaving a pub and being hit in the face by cold air, <laughs> going, Hoo! yeah, and then just having a nice cold snap, uh, toddle off to the next one, <laughs> and then it's warm. You go, oh, that was nice. Just mixing your temperatures. Yeah, it's nice at Christmas. The fairy lights in the background. That yes. cold snap. But places are too. Restaurants, shops, buses are far too hot in the winter because they overcompensate. They put it on too high. I went into a shop this week. I almost mentioned it. <laughs> I almost said, you know, I would have b- bought more stuff if it wasn't sweltering in here. <laughs> but that's just cantankerousness, isn't yeah, it? Creeping yeah. in. Yeah. It was, a, it was a restaurant as well, actually. So, it's, you know. So, you're going to be in there a it while. Was a yeah. <laughs> it was a kebab shop. It was a kebab shop. It was. The, the whole counter area was just too hot. <laughs> it was like a panting dog. Anyway. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. Chris, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, do um, do leave a review on iTunes, please, or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on, because it helps other people find it. And subscribe and tell your friends, tell your family, just tell everyone to listen to it. And we'll see you next week. See ya. See ya. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.